Hello and welcome, royal family. You are now tuned in to the Family on Fire podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. What's going on, folks? We are back. You heard the intro. Let's get it going. As always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Miss Cheney Chanel Zanders. What's going on, baby? <laughs> you are so enthusiastic when you say my name. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You must be trying to get some love coins. Oh my. Just look, just say hey. Hi. You go over here and extras. <laughs> All right, folks. Um yeah, we know you, we know we missed you guys last week, but uh man, it has just been a ripping running show the past uh the past couple weeks. So um well we'll jump right into the content. So we received a ton of ideas for the podcast and so we're going to take one that we felt was um, actually pretty good this time around so uh, the podcast topic for today man is just being vulnerable in secret sin so that in particular before I jump into the verse for the uh, conversation so it's essentially saying being vulnerable with your spouse with your significant other when you have some some secret sin going on and so um, and that's a really big thing because you know, and I'll talk about it uh, as more as we go along. But that secret sin can really hinder the intimacy. It can really hinder the communication. It can really hinder the 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 the, the spiritual connection between you and your spouse. So you know, if if you're married, if you're dating, if you're engaged, whatever your status might be, you know, even if you're single, um, just just you know, listen to what we're saying, take it to heart. And this also goes with, with friendships as well, especially if you have someone that you're really close with and you have um, a, you know, some secret sin that's kind of going on between uh, you against that person. So be it jealousy, be it um, strife, be it envy, whatever it is, those type of things can definitely hinder your intimacy with your friendship as well as your spouse and your, and your significant other. So let's get right into it. I want to base what we what we're going to talk about this uh this podcast on Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 through 6 and it simply says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight um so I'll, you know what I'll take that one really quick because um I made some really good notes this time guys and I never make notes um but that simply is just talking to talking to the, the the thing of courage. So we have a couple of points we want to just hit on when we talk about being vulnerable in secret sin. Um, and one of those points is courage. And it's it's the courage to to understand that first and foremost, uh, God forgives you whatever that sin is. God is God God sees all, knows all, and he hears all, all petitions, all prayers. And you have to understand that you have to trust in the Lord with not only with your natural mind, but trust him with your heart. And and don't attempt to try to make sense of the conversation you're gonna have with your with your partner, with your spouse, your significant other. Don't try to, you know, really dive too deep into it. Have the courage and understand that the, that God placed you with that person for a reason. And uh, I made some notes here. So really, uh, Satan's power lies in secrecy. So the more that you, the more that you have that sin hide out, the more you have to, you have that sin just kind of take over your personality and take over all the things around you. 
the more you get fearful, the more you don't want to share with your partner what you have going on. So, um, baby, if you want to kind of chime in on that, so, you know, how does that, how does that verse, so babe, chime in on that. How does that verse, um, tie in with the kind of what we're talking about being vulnerable and secret sin? I think one of the biggest things and one of the hardest things for people to do is to admit that they have a secret sin Yeah. because in their mind, if they're secret, nobody knows it. But what they forget is that God knows it because mm -hmm. he's all knowing. Um, and I think people have a hard time with trusting God with money and trusting God with what, uh, what people call big sins, like yeah. committing adultery yeah. or pornography, things like that. Um, but I think acknowledging that you are, ha you are committing a sin and trusting that one, God loves you two he will help you through it. And three, he's not just gonna turn his back to you and say, well, you did it. Now you're on your own. What you do is you turn to him, you repent for your sin and you trust in him enough that he's going to help you through the process. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, and that's good because even with that process, the process is you communicating with your partner, uh, whatever that sin is. And, but you know, kind of just, just what, just what Chanel said, just trusting God first and then go and have that conversation because what, what will tend to happen is you, if you, you know, you said so you did something wrong, you, you committed a sin or whatever it is. And we'll just take, you know, just for the sake of conversation, we're talking about relationships with marriages, you know, you, you commit adultery or, you know, you go, you know, even as far as to not physically, but you, you're on that, on that borderline where it's kind of like, Hey, you're in, you're, you're in too deep. And before you even attempt to address it with your partner, because what you'll do, if you bypass God, you bypass, um, you know, really just taking it to God first, you'll start to you'll start to explain it with your mind first. You'll start to even go as far as to justifying it because you, in your own mind, you're saying, well, you wasn't doing this and I was feeling like this and I was this, this, this. Instead of you taking it to God and saying, you know what? I know this is wrong. I'm going to give it to you first. You give me the words to say. And also you put it on my, on my spouse's heart to receive what I'm going to say. That takes courage. That takes courage for you to, to, to want, admit that you did something wrong and admit to your spouse you did something wrong and, uh, and, and actually say that you were wrong, not placing the blame on your partner, not placing the blame on, on anyone else. You did the action. And that takes a lot of vulnerability. That takes a lot of humility. But it needs to be done because the more and more that you keep that a secret, the more and more that you that you try to keep that in, in, in the dark, it will soon come to light and it will, and it won't be pretty when it comes out after keeping the dark for so long. Um, you want to elaborate any more on that babe, before we go to the next, the next point. One of the, a key thing that you said was taking it to God and admitting your sin, but also asking God to touch your spouse's heart so that they can receive. That's big. Because yeah. it may not be received well. Yeah. They're probably, their first initial reaction will probably be anger. And they feel like they've been betrayed and trust is broken and all these different types of things. But asking God to touch their heart so that they can receive. So that they, one, recognize that, okay, 
you've acknowledged the sin. Yeah. And now you're coming to me with it. That tells me that, okay, you want to make changes. You want to do better. Let me not jump into straight anger and betrayal yeah. and ready to just kill you. Yeah. Cause that's me... the, that's the natural, that's the natural reaction to go first. And nobody's saying that's wrong. Yeah. But... It's, it's, it's very natural, right. but when you ask God to touch their heart, yeah. they're able to understand that you have acknowledged your wrong and that you're trying to make it right. Yeah. And you know, again, and you know, we're not just saying for the, the individual that committed the sin, you know, this courage piece also, the courage piece also goes for the one that that is subjected to to you know to the hurt. That takes courage for someone who has been hurt to say, "I'm hurt. I'm I, I'm I'm torn up on the inside." It takes courage to go before God and really ask God to help you to work through the process of forgiveness. And and catch what we're saying because we've you know we've we've had the pleasure of 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 sitting. Uh, sitting under a lot of married couples when they speak about this topic and really getting some insight on it. And, you know, it's one of those things that, um, you know, I, I've, I've never, I've never committed adultery. Um, but we, we've been through a period of me still having that single mindset and, you know, kind of, you know, being the old me and doing what I felt I, I was able to do and I wanted to do. And that's one of those things where just the courage to say, you know what, this is wrong and, and bringing it and admitting it to your spouse. I did this and it w it wasn't right. And th there's a specific problem that I have and having the courage and humility to say, you know, can you cover me? Can you pray for me? Can you, that takes a lot. That takes a lot of courage to, to one, to, to say that. And two, it takes a lot of courage from your spouse. The one who is, who is hurting to say, you know what? Yes, you were wrong, but at the same time, I will I will pray for you. I will cover you. I will do all that I can to make sure that you're in a good place. So it's kind of you know it's one of those things, man. It's courage on both ends of the spectrum. It's not just courage to say, "Hey, I did the wrong," but it's courage. It's having courage and trusting in God that He will lead you and guide you through the through the recovery process. So the next point we'll go to is uh, is humility, and we kind of touched on it a little bit uh, with the courage piece, but humility, and I'll just pull from Ephesians four chapter two: um, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. So this one, I mean, we won't we won't go too deep into it because it goes right into the courage piece, but being humble and and understanding that the, that your that your spouse. Um, you're, you know, even if you're dating, I, I don't want us to just too fo focus too much on the marriage aspect because there are some instances in, in dating where you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you may, and then God forbid you do it, but you may come in contact with, you know, a cheating aspect. And if you know this person is, and I don't want to say it because I don't want to, I'm like, well, you, God wouldn't put, uh, people are human. Okay. Um, not saying that what they do is forgivable, um, but we are flawed. We are flawed from from birth. We are flawed just in, in our very nature. But you know, and, and Chanel and I um, even went through this where, you know, I wasn't. I mean, we did it for all of two weeks, but she knew. <laughs> she knew, you know, and 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 she knew what God told her specifically that that she was going to marry me. 
um, that she was going to be with me, that we were going, that we were going to be together. Um, and we mentioned on the, I mentioned this on the previous podcast. You know, even though I wasn't on the same wavelength with her as far as understanding that, she still, she still was, she still remained faithful in what God told her. Now, <laughs> we are not saying every female, if your man's cheating on you, to stay because God told me that I was going to be with him. That's not the case for everybody. That's our particular story. Now, I'm not going to tell you what God told you, what he didn't tell you. What I'm saying is make sure without a shadow of a doubt that this is that this is what God told you. Now, communicating and being patient in the secrets and in, in openness with the secret with the secret sin, be humble in sharing that and also be humble in receiving it. Um, I know a while back when I had to bring uh, when when Chanel and I were talking and she and I had to disclose to her you know about my uh, issue with pornography for me and that's hard but it's one of those things where when you're talking about being humble when you're talking about trusting your spouse with your heart and being vulnerable in that secret sin that's where the humility comes from that is pulled directly from that verse be be completely humble and gentle be patient bearing with one another in love. And it's also humbling for her because, you know, just with the essence of, of pornography, there's a lot of things in there that can demoralize and really, you know, really make a woman feel less of herself. And she, you know, that's humbling in her to receive that humbling to say, you know what, I, I don't get it. But, I'm, but the fact that I love you and the fact that the fact that you told me. I'm going to be gentle and patient with you and, and, and loving you regardless, you know, of, of, uh, of what has happened. And we're going to work through this together. I think one of the biggest things in that verse is to be patient. Yeah. Don't expect just because your spouse or your significant other disclosed the secrets into you that that means that it's going to go away. Mm -hmm. You have to be patient. It takes time, especially depending on what it is. Um, it's difficult for the person who is committing the sin to let go. It's not like you could just turn the switch on and off. Yeah, it's just it's just not that simple. Um, so be patient. Understand that it takes time. Understand that they may fall, they may struggle, but that doesn't mean that they're not trying because it is hard. It is very difficult. Yeah, to just to stop something cold turkey, but be understanding and be loving. Yeah. I'm not saying that when they make a mistake or they fall, that you have to just be like, Oh, it's okay. Whatever. Because then if you have that kind of mindset, then you're telling them it's okay. But when they do fall back or begin to slip into old habits, one pray for them Two, yeah. remind them that, Hey, you look like you're going in the wrong direction. How can I help you get back on the path? Yeah, yeah and even with that, that's you know, it, it's funny because I mean, you you guys don't know how many times, even with um with certain things with me, Chanel will kind of ask the question too, like you know, is are you okay with this? Do you need me to to cut? You know, I'm going to cover you in this situation. You know, I don't want to put you in a position where you you've been doing good for you to relapse. And I think that's what you know. I think it's what you what what, what you were kind of saying with just the patience. You know, it's been 
we've been married four years and it's some stuff that that you know just individually we're working through as a unit we're working through but it's that patience to know that it's going in the right direction um no that's a no that's a really good point and i think what people miss too kind of what you said is people just kind of go oh you told me it's gonna be good tomorrow you know that kind of thing it's like that's not the case you know that's definitely not the case it's not an overnight overnight um success like that you know it's a process you know but the first step in the first step in understanding you know the process of rebuilding trust and um just getting back in tune is being patient is being gentle with your responses um so and i made i jot down a little note here where it just says um be able to remain completely humble in this process god has given you a mate to be able to to hear your heart and to heal your heart with them to get with you guys together. But be humble and trusting that your spouse is there to help you. Um, I know that's one thing that both parties kind of don't understand is that you guys are meant to help each other through, through whatever, um, through whatever struggle, whatever ups, whatever downs, you know, you, you have a covenant relationship and you have every right to feel a natural reaction, but, you know, you have to work to be on one accord with your spouse, even even in that struggle, you know, just to remain humble and remain um, trusting in that process. So I know I shouldn't have to say this, but it needs to be said. Helping doesn't mean throwing it up in their face every yeah. chance you get. That doesn't help. It doesn't help to remind them of the flaw that they have because they live with it every day. It's yeah. their flaw. So... It while it is important to help them when they start to fall off track, don't make it a constant reminder every week. Like, so you good? You've been cheating on me? You've been mm. talking to somebody? Yeah. Like that that's not how you do that. Yeah. Um no. yeah, it's yeah. it's good to like he said, it's good to ask those questions every now and then. If you notice something different and we all know our spouses are significant other, you can tell when something's off. It's perfectly fine to say, hey, are you struggling in this area? Did something happen? How can I help you? But that should not be an everyday conversation where you're throwing it up in their face because that helps nobody. Yeah. All that does is add fuel to the fire. It can make you upset and angry because now you're constantly thinking about it. And then it just it makes that person feel like that they can't trust you yeah. because you're hanging it over their head. Absolutely. So be mindful of how you're helping your mate. Help them by allowing them time to heal, allowing yourself time to heal and to recover, and periodically asking, is this an area that they're struggling in? But don't just constantly bring it up as an everyday conversation. And it doesn't help when you go and tell it to everybody and their mama either <laughs> because you feel like you've been betrayed and you need somebody to vent to. Yeah. If you and your and if you and your significant other decide that we need help, or that even if you are, if your partner discloses it to you and you tell them that this is a lot for you to take in, it needs to be a mutual decision that someone else knows about it. Yeah. Because what you don't want to do is put somebody else in your business and then now everybody else knows. Or <laughs> if you feel like okay, this is just an example I, that I can think of off the top of my head. Your significant other cheats on you. You decide that you're going to tell your sister because that's your best friend. Yeah. And you tell her everything. Now, your sister 
is now looking at your spouse a certain way and there's tension, you're going to eventually forgive your spouse. That doesn't mean your sister has to. Yeah. And now you've created an issue between them. So be mindful and come to an agreement of if it needs to go outside of the two of you, who does it go to? Who can you trust with that information? So that one is that being told to Peter, Paul, John, and Sally. And two, the person can (laughs) help you and not hurt you. And three, that that person can be objective to both parties and not subjective or partial to the person who the sin was committed, quote unquote, the sin was committed to. Yeah. No, and that's, that's real good. Like, you know, and I think a lot of that too, and I, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that even in those situations, man, I think I'm thankful that we are, um, that we have marriage mentors that, you know, even in just conversation and even in just, um, just watching them uh, do what they do. Uh, speaking of that, y'all like how I did that. I gave a little segue plug, follow decide to thrive on Facebook. If you guys missed it, the Love, Sex, and Relationships uh, workshop this past this past weekend, um, please stay tuned for um, the Love, Sex, and Relationships workshop in the month of June. But I wanted to plug that real quick. But that's kind of that's kind of where you know we we draw a lot of the information from, and it's really good that um, that Chanel said that. It's kind of you know don't just go telling everybody. You know, you need to have, you need to have, that needs to be something that stays within, within, you know, you and your spouse's house. And I mean, if you need help, you know, get with somebody who you both select will be able to, to help you in this, in this healing process. It's not just, I'm going to go, I'm going to go tell my homegirls, I'm going to go tell my homeboys and they the ones that's going to help us get through it. Cause you got to think about it. Even those people. Uh, look at the, look at the council. Like, look at the, look at the people who you're going to sit there and talk to. If you're talking to your, to your sister and she's single and she been hurt, ain't the best person for you to, for you to chop it up with. And that, that goes, that goes even as far as to, as to, as to telling, you know, telling certain married couples, because if you, you need to make sure that the people that you're telling, the people that you're confiding, you're confiding in are able to help you through this process. Because listen, Everyone, and I'm going to say this boldly, because everybody ain't saved and every Christian ain't saved. Every married couple don't have, don't have just a golden, you know, a golden highlight real marriage. Some people struggle. And if you go as far as to trying to find someone that you think it has it all together, examine them first to see what they really got going on and then see if they can help you. Um but no, but going back to what you said, how can and I'll ask you this, uh, Chanel, how can how can somebody take the take the steps in the process to to not reacting, overreacting and you know, kinda telling the whole business and throwing it in some throwing it back in their spouse's face. What can they do personally to to not do that? One one bit of advice I would give is when your spouse comes to you to disclose this information, don't speak. Take a moment. Allow the words of what they just spoke. To take a minute to let the words that they just spoke to you sink in. Because we are quick to react and not really listen to what the person just said. That would be my first bit of advice. Two, if you know 
that nothing nice is going to come out of your mouth after that, tell your spouse respectfully, I acknowledge what you said. I thank you for coming to me. Now I need time to process what it is that you're telling me. Because what you don't want to happen is for you to go off the handle and be like, oh my God, I can't believe you did this to me. And why would you do that? And all of that nonsense. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know. I don't know what that was. Um, Because that's just going to create a problem. And then your spouse is going to be like, well, I just told you this. And yeah. you just went from zero to a hundred real quick. So yeah. I'm not going to share anything else with you. Yeah. That shuts down a lot of, that shuts down, that, I'm going to cut you off. That shuts down a lot of the communication after the fact. It's like I just told you something, and uh, you know, even though it it sucked, you know what I did. I, I apologize. I'm admitting this, and I came to you, and then it just blew up. It's like now I'm going to shut down. And it's oh, I mean, it's completely understandable to be angry, to yeah. be hurt, to be upset. But just know that if in that moment you can't have a positive reaction, I'm not yeah. going to say normal because your normal reaction is probably not a good one. Yeah. But if you can't have a positive reaction, then you just need to walk away from the situation. Yeah. Respectfully tell them, I thank you for coming to me. Now I need time to process this. Yeah. And, you know, even with that, man, like, like, I, like I said, you know, I'm, and we're not coming from a place of, of theory. Um, you know, it, it, you know we, we, had, we had to battle through this. I'll say, what, the first, the, for our first year of marriage? Yeah. Our first year of marriage. And, it, you know, and again, it wasn't to the extent of, I went out and you know and 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 slept with some female not like that. It was just it was the actions, and I you know I believe if I believe if I I believe if if Chanel didn't say anything and I didn't I didn't notice it and notice what what was happening, you know the outcome would have been different. But it, you know that was the that was the kind of process that that we took in the situation. It just you know and again you know we tell you guys you know just out of transparency out of love. Um, not to, not to brag or anything like that, but it's more so just to help, and it's more so to just to make sure that you guys understand where we're coming from when we're talking about this kind of stuff. Your 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 natural reaction is to is to is to to blow up and is to just go crazy. And the, on the other side of that, the natural reaction is for some people just to shut down, especially when they want to say something. They want to bottle it up, you know, put it in a little box, toss it in the middle of the ocean, and forget about it. And that's not healthy. That is not a, a emotional healthy response. That is a, that is not a that is not a response of of people who 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 love and believe in Christ. And it's it's difficult. It's hard. It's it's hard. It's one of those things where you have to literally rebuild a lot of the trust and a lot of the a lot of the process uh, that that you that you worked so hard to create. Um, yeah, it's a tough pill to swallow. One of the things that helped me through that process is I found that it was hard for me to come to him to talk about it. I'm yeah. like, every time I think about it or if I think I'm ready to talk about it, nope, I get upset. So what I did was I started to write. Yeah. Because I could write in my angry voice and say whatever I want to say and it's on paper. Yeah. And I never showed it to him. He never had to see it. So what I did was I wrote out my feelings, my raw emotion and then I went back through them and I put took out the points about this is what I want to talk about. Yeah. I done let all the anger out on the paper so now we can have an actual discussion. And these are the major points that I want to bring up without yelling, screaming, attacking him, all of those different things. So, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, and uh, again, man, this is, and, you know, I, I, 
I, what I don't, I don't want to just be naive and ignorant to say everyone's going to agree <laughs> agree with the process. I'm sorry, guys. This that's Bailey. Um, that everyone's going to agree uh, with the with the process and the group we're talking about. And you know, a lot of times that's not the reasoning for why we do the podcast and why we have these certain topics. It's really just to be an open book because you know, just the life the life that we live and the ministry that we that we have been, you know, called to and 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 um, assigned to, it requires a lot of transparency. It allows for us to essentially live in a glass house, because not only do we have to speak what God has put in our hearts to speak individually and as a, as a married couple, but the world also needs to see what God is doing through us, what God is doing for us, and what God has brought us through. So you know, again, everybody's not going to agree. That's fine. Just enjoy the podcast and just share it with somebody who you think will enjoy it as well. Um, so just the last point, because I know we uh we keeping you guys rocking for, for quite a bit. So the last point is trust. So this is the process where you are are, are building back up and and it's gonna be difficult. So bef- you know, with the courage of of, of being vulnerable and in, 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 in disclosing that secret sin and and being being humble. And being humble and, and disclosing and receiving and working through it to note to say that you are wrong and say that you that, that that you have done something wrong, it's trusting that your spouse will receive it, trusting that God will deliver you from it, and trusting that in that process you will find healing and you will find you will find restoration in your marriage. So uh, with the last verse, with the trust um, part of it, is from Psalm 37, chapter, uh, Psalm 37, verse 3. Uh, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. So in that, you know, the biggest piece, and just to pull out from that, from that verse, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord and do exactly what you know you are supposed to do as you know, as someone who, who is a believer and someone who is walking with God, someone who is who is human, who has made a mistake, and you know that, one, you took it to God first and God forgave you, that God will also deliver you in this process. Bailey's making an appearance, guys. But um, it's it's trusting. So just make sure, like I said, just, just that you're operating in trust, not, not only with, your spouse, not only with yourself, trusting that you will make the right decision, but trusting that God will deliver you through the process and will deliver you to safe passage uh, as you go through this, you know, through this life, man. It's 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 a deep topic. I mean, we can go <laughs> we can go a lot further into it, um, but I think a lot of it is just just the kind of the basics, um, talking about just our experience and you know what we're doing to. And we I mean I, I, we uh, we really talk about that. So I mean, kind of the biggest thing that we're doing to to remain to remain on the same on the same page and remain on the same wavelength is, you know, those times when you when you want to be vulnerable and you know have the courage to be vulnerable. Um, one thing that I'm trying to do is to be more um, emo- emotionally available, and it's tough because when you, you know when you kind of go from not being emotionally available, especially being a male, we do things a lot from our brain and not from our hearts. Um, you know, we don't have that emotional response that we should have. So in order to remain vulnerable, it's, you know, even when you don't want to 
say certain things because you know what you know it might the the stigma is oh you shouldn't feel this way because as a man it makes you look weak or you makes you look like a sissy or a punk or whatever but that vulnerability with your spouse is the most important key to you having a successful and happy marriage is you being able to be vulnerable and your spouse being able to receive it and not look at you like someone in the world will, but looking at looking at you as, man, you shared something very deep and emotional with me. Like that's a whole new level. Uh, uh, it's a whole new level of sexy. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> but it's just I mean those are the things that you need that we all need to work on daily. Is being vulnerable, being emotional, and being able to be connected with your spouse in every aspect. You know, in the good news and the bad news. And you know, you start working, you start developing that vulnerability muscle. Where it's easy just to come and talk to your spouse about anything on the face of the earth, and not being ashamed of what you say, not being not being ashamed of how it might make you look, or how you know how it might make you feel when you say it. You know, if you feel you're really down and drained when you say it, you you express that emotion and have your spouse work with you and pray over you that you, you know, that you recover from that. So. I know it's a, it was a lot, but like I said, the biggest three things when you're talking about being vulnerable when disclosing secret sin is being being having is being courageous, having that courage, being humble and exercising humility, and trust trusting that God will bring you through the process and that you will have restoration, that you will have forgiveness. Um, I think that's that's all I got, babe. You got any, you want any, any closing remarks? Trust God. Trust that he knows that you will get to this point and that he has a plan to help you restore your marriage, your relationship, and your heart. Amen. Amen. You guys keep the questions coming because that was a really good question and we were supposed to <laughs> record it last week and we didn't. Let's just let's just say we didn't. We didn't get a chance to record it. But this is one of the questions where, you know, I... I uh, I went and I, I I pulled verses out and I really just like meditated on the topic and the subject and thought about do I do I want to share personal stuff and you know that kind of thing but you know that's it that question is a really good stretching question for us and we appreciate it because not only will it give us the opportunity to to show our heart to you guys that listen to the podcast but it also just allows us to to stretch our ability as as in, as individuals as a married couple. And to help us go deeper in our ministry as far as with relationships with um, newly married people, dating, as well as um, those individuals that, you know, have been hurt in certain situations. Um, everyone has a different assignment in the kingdom, and this is ours. So we thank you for your questions. Keep listening. Keep sending questions in. Keep sending your prayers in. We absolutely appreciate it. I think that's all I got. Make sure you visit the website, royalfirellc.com. We redid it, revamped it. Everything was Cheney's idea. So <laughs> if, if you don't like it, too bad. Blame Chanel. Um, uh, follow us on Instagram, royal underscore fire underscore. Follow us on Twitter, one royal fire. And you can always find us on Facebook, royal fire on Facebook. Search it out can't miss us you got you got you got the big old logo on there but that is all we have for you this session um please tune in next time we love you guys it's a great day to be alive have a good one